Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. I would say I've been a bit upset about the way that things have been handled since I've been hurt. Um, I wouldn't... uh, I'd be lying to say that, that things have, have moved smoothly since my injury. Um, so yeah, I think that there's been uh, there's been a bit of a disconnect. I think from from the organization a bit and, and myself. And um, you know, it's been it's been tough at times. But you know, right now for me, I think the uh, I think the most important thing is just trying to get healthy and. <laughs> reckless speculation <laughs> reckless speculation jack eichel ladies and gentlemen Here finally after what five years in the abyss of buffalo new york a sabers franchise that is floundering year after year after year it's been the wolves pretty much the they hockey the wolves, wolves. They are the they're wolves. the wolves. They're the yeah. I think they have a little bit, little bit more success than the wolves. Yeah, because they at least success. went to the conference finals a couple of times, yeah. like ten years ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, ordinarily we save reckless speculation for Thursdays. That's our rec- it's reckless speculation Thursday on here. This was too juicy to pass up on a write that down Wednesday, which we'll also get to Mackie and Judd and uh, boys last night and uh, also this morning. We have two titans, titans of NHL insiding. Our own Mike Russo here from The Athletic in the Twin Cities. Right of the show. Who's also plugged in nationally. And then Pierre Lebrun off the top rope. Both speculating. I wouldn't even say recklessly. I would say educated speculation on the idea of <laughs> disgruntled young superstar Jack Eichel being traded in a blockbuster to the Minnesota Wild sometime this summer. Uh, we'll get into some of the details of the reporting, but you've got two insider titans who are legitimately and from an educated standpoint floating the notion of Jack Eichel being traded to the Wild. Obviously, it can't happen in time for the playoffs. The trade deadline has passed. This would be an off-season discussion. But when you guys saw this stuff coming out last night and this morning, what were your initial thoughts? Well, you're... Initial thought, because of the talent of said player, is, oh, my gosh, it'd be perfect. Pair him with Kaprizov, and you're off. I mean, that would be fantastic. Um, that From that standpoint, it would be ideal. All of that being said, if, you know, when I read Russo's entire piece and the breakdown of what the cap is going to be, 
and the fact that the guy who uh, whose shirt Declan is wearing right now is going to be in line, hopefully, best case, eight-year contract, millions of dollars. Eric Sinek, uh needs a contract. When you look at what the salary cap ramifications would be and the moves that would need to be made to get Eichel, it becomes a little bit more daunting. And here's the so here's the one thing though that we don't know. And guys, this goes this is true for any sport, and to me, it's the most important part of this discussion. The Buffalo Sabers haven't made the playoffs in ten years. Like they have been a non-playoff team, dumpster fire basically for a long time now, and, and not like just missing, like a last place dumpster fire. Yes, yes they've been a. They've been a bad team. They've been a bad team for nine of those ten years. Eichel has been there uh, since he was drafted in 2015-16 at the age of 19. He is now the captain of that team. Yes, he was hurt for much of 2020-21, but where this get where this is going to get really dicey and intricate for whoever trades for him is the due diligence that you're going to need to do into him because the question about Eichel and the Sabers is this. Is he part of the problem, or if he escapes the problem, is he going to thrive? And the Sabres have had some guys who have done exactly that. My guy, ROR, as Dex knows, Ryan O'Reilly is absolutely one of my favorite players. And he went to Buffalo. And, like, I mean, this guy is a captain type, Phil. Like, he is a really good player on and off the ice. And he floundered. And he got traded to the Blues. He won a cup and basically talked about what had gone wrong in Buffalo. The most recent example is Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall signed that contract in Buffalo and was literally awful. Like, he wasn't scoring goals. I think he was a minus 21. I mean, it was like, what is wrong here? And there there were people flat out saying that if he had spent the whole year there, like, he'd be in line for a contract that would be so far below what he is worth. But then he gets traded to Boston at the deadline, and look at how he has thrived. So the most important thing with Eichel for whoever trades for him is you're going to have to make the decision from talking to people, and probably him as well, about if he is part of the problem in Buffalo or if escaping the problem would would maximize him. Because if he's maximized, there's no question. We're talking about a first-team all-star type player. Well, I mean, we have seen, if you're going to compare Buffalo to the Minnesota Timberwolves, there's been a lot of guys, even even going back to the Kevin Garnett, when, once the Wolves started going, once Sprewell was gone and Kinsell was gone, KG was here for like two, well, it was actually three losing seasons because it, it was like a 500 season where they missed on the eight seed uh, in the last year of Sprewell Cassell. And then he was part of two losing teams that were like 20 games under 500 here. And then going forward, the Wolves only made the playoffs one time. They've only finished, I think, above 500 one time over that stretch, and think about how many guys have left this organization, just a a cesspool organization for the majority of that period that can't get out of its own way, and then went on to add a ton of value to championship teams, right? KG goes on to Boston, boom, you plug him into a competent organization, helps win a championship, kind of settles in as like the second guy behind Paul Pierce in a lot of ways, right? Kevin Love, you know, I don't think his career panned out at that superstar level that maybe people thought, but he goes in, settles in, and he becomes the third guy on a championship team in Cleveland. Uh, guys leave dumpster fire organizations and thrive all the time. Is your gut that he's part of the cancer? Or is your gut that he is just needing to be cut from the cancer and he would rise up and become the player and contribute to a team that can win a Stanley Cup? 
I've heard I've heard from people who have been around there in Buffalo and around and have observed him that he might not be part of the cancer, but he also might not be as fully engaged as you would like. But again, the, the, the problem here um, to give him a break is this one. When you play for a team that's this bad for this long and seemingly so poorly run, do you mature correctly? Like, because you don't have the the um, points of reference then to actually see guys that get it, and so that's where th- that's where uh, the team that gets him potentially here is going to have to make a key decision. Now, I will say this: in Bill, I trust. Bill Guerin's the type of guy because he was a captain. He's won four cups, two as a player. He, I think, he can smell BS quickly. And so the most important thing here is if Bill Guerin inquires about Jack and is willing to make the deal, which, by the way, Phil, to your point, would be enormous. Like this would not be – you're not going to get him for cheap. You'd be giving up a lot, including, I believe, Dex's favorite guy. Fiala, I think, would be in that trade. So what you would have to do is is you would have to really trust your GM to have a, a BS detector here. Because if you're wrong, if you're wrong, it goes wrong in a lot of ways, beginning with, and think about this, boys, beginning with the fact that if you repoison that room after seemingly cleaning, cleaning it up so well this year, that's a huge step back. Like you, it's great to have a star player, but this is not rotisserie sports. This is not a, he's on my roster and he's producing. This is a, this person is around my team constantly. So that's so, a very important thing. So Declan, what would it take? And would, and, and if Fiala had to be included this mm. summer, is it a deal breaker? For me, it is. For me, <laughs> it 100% is. Um, I think even though you've lacked a center, you have two dynamic wings in Kaprizov and Fiala, and I, I really can't get rid of one of those. Uh, for sure, Fiala. I can't get rid of Fiala just to make that happen. For the first time in a long, long time, the Wild have a prospect pool that is basically ready to go and is very well regarded. They have two draft picks. So you, you can, in my end, you have a young goalie in Kapo Kakinen who does attract someone as possibly a number one goalie. If Cam Talbot's indeed your number one veteran goalie and Kapo Kakinen is 24 looking for a, and, and a team wants to actually make him their number one and you have a high-regarded goalie prospect, I believe in Mason or Martin um, Mason Shaw, Martin Jones, not Martin Jones, Mason, Mason Shaw. Mason, Mason Storm. Mason I think Storm. It yeah, It sounds like a Sylvester Stallone character from, goalie, our, from our action okay. movie reward. Uh, movie Steven, Steven oh. Seagal was super tight jeans. By the way, boys, just quick, skates. I watched our film last night. That's all I'm going to say. I can't wait. Kickboxer? Uh, kickboxer. I watch Kickboxer. I'm, a, I'm all okay. Real, okay, real quick side street. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't, don't don't give away don't give away anything. But when I told you that the end of that movie terrifies me, like when they take the fight to the next level. Yeah. Like I don't. We got to talk about that. It seems very dangerous. I don't I think they wait. would allow that in the UFC fight. Well, anyway, we got I, we got to talk about a lot, okay, <laughs> including your film choices. But that's I, beside the point. Anyway, so, Dec- so, so Declan Friday. is trading all of the young goalies and keeping I'm, a thirty-three-year-old Cam Talbot for the next couple well, years. And you have a goalie Declan. prospect who's probably two years ready. And and you can find like what the Wild have done with goalies is you found Devin Dubnik, you found Cam Talbot, you have found plug-and-play situations where it works for you. So I'm okay with trading Capo Kakinen right now if that's the centerpiece. And my last point on it is Buffalo is dumb. Like Buffalo will bite an <laughs> apple on a bad trade. And you might be, I'm not saying you can just fleece them and get 
you know, Jack Eichel for peanuts. But they're a pretty incompetent organization, and I wouldn't be surprised if they sold low on him. Like, so Buffalo's like the dumb guy in your fantasy league that you 100%. can just go, I, man, yeah. I, just, I just need a big boost but not, to, to but here's finish the problem. money. Eichel's, Eichel's value on, on the market is going to be established in print, like by a lot of people. So Buffalo's going to want what they hear. Uh, Russo threw out Fiala and Dumba. I, I was going to say I was going to say Dumba. I would trade Dumba. Well, absolutely. yeah, but I mean, I think we all would. Here's my guess: Jack Eichel trade with the Wild. They would ask for Rossi, who, who is your top prospect center, Fiala, and a draft pick. They're going to want the farm. There's no, there's no way that they're not going to try. Like, Eichel is a Phil. He is a generational player mm-hmm. for them. Like he, he has not succeeded, but he is. They are not. The parameters of the trade are going to be set elsewhere. So it's not going to be a Buffalo backdoor surprise. Hey, we got this call. We made this dumb trade. Whoops. It's going to be a very well telegraphed. And guys, to your point, like LeBron uh, and a lot of insiders are going to be talking about it. So I really do think that they would want your top prospect center and Fiala probably. And, okay. and, he, and last point, here's your problem. To get Eichel in your cap you're probably going to have to give up a guy who's going to make a lot because you can't have that guy and Eichel as well. And then the Kaprizov contract, that's your problem. Okay, I have a, I have a, I have, I guess it'll be sort of a, a game or a, a task I want to throw at you guys involving this Jack Eichel reckless speculation in a second. But did you guys know that hockey players are good golfers? Well, they just have a, sort of like a natural ability to walk the ball a mile, yeah. strong lower bodies. Yeah. So, and what type of equipment do they like? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the what Jack Eichel plays, but I can tell you what I would recommend: PXG and the Gen Four clubs that have arrived at PXG Minneapolis. These are the best clubs and the best performing clubs PXG has ever made. Now, if you're in the market for something a little bit more in terms of price, a little bit more within reach, the 0211 clubs are also in the house at PXG Minneapolis. Uh, they're also packed with PXG technology. So check them out, PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. And uh, a supporter of us here on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. And find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Okay, there was a time when the Minnesota Timberwolves traded the only meaningful star in franchise history for a package, Boston Celtics, that did not include Boston's best young player, Rajon Rondo. Like, somehow the Timberwolves got into a discussion with teams in the NBA for one of the greatest players of all time, Kevin Garnett, and didn't get the best young player back in that trade. Boston said, oh, we're not trading Rajon Rondo. But we'll give you uh, Marcus Banks, or I can't remember. We'll give you Sebastian Telfair and uh, Al Jefferson, right? So if Buffalo is stupid, like Declan says, find me a path to Jack Eichel that doesn't – and we're, we're assuming that Kirill is off the table, but let's also take Fiala off the table. Everybody else is on the table. Can you find me a path, not including Fiala, that gets you Jack Eichel? Is it multiple first round picks? Is it? Is it? Um, it's your top prospect. Is there a way sure where then. you could like? W- would they be interested in Matt Dumba more than we think? Like, find me the path. We so our problem is we overvalue Dumba. So like we're always like, well, just trade Dumba. Like it's going to be this. And I think teams are like, well, we take him probably, but we're not going to exactly include our best players in said trade. So they they would want Marco Rossi, who's your top. 
center prospect and top draft pick from 2021 yep. or 20. Yep. They, they would want him. They would want, if I'm going to get you a path there, they would probably want a couple of first round picks at the very least. Um, and then we'd start in on current players that they, that I think Dex, you'd probably at least offer up. I don't know I mean, if they would Eck. take him. Erickson Eck. Uh, I here that's the interesting thing though. I, I actually think Bill Guerin would trade Kevin Fiala before Eck now because Erickson Eck is a center, which are harder to find. And mm-hmm. he is a multi-talented, faceted player. And Fiala, I think is going to cost you more. See that that's the thing is we, we got to balance cap here. Because they don't have a ton of cap, they've got they've got enough to re-sign guys. But if you're going to acquire a guy like Eichel with a long-term, very rich contract, um, you I think you have to get rid of a player that you really like, who is also going to um, cost you a lot. And Kaprizov, Phil, to your point, is not being traded. So beyond that, that that's why. I, here's my guess: Declan and I like Kevin a lot. I don't know that the franchise, if they could get Eichel, is as in love with Fiala as we are. Mm-hmm. I, can, um, I can tell with that, yeah. Makes Bill Guerin, Dean has worked, Dean has coached Kevin since the minors, and he knows how to push the buttons, but there's frustration there. And I don't mean that, that it's contentious. I just mean that there's frustration there. But if you fill Bill Guerin with truth serum, I think he would tell you that he likes what Fiala brings. He's incredibly talented. But the lulls drive him crazy. And Erickson Eck, as Dex can attest to, goes every game. Like, those are the guys that a guy like Bill Guerin absolutely treasures because they're hard to find. I think Declan? you would absolutely – I think, you, like, Kapo Kakinen is, is the centerpiece that's NHL-ready. Like, it's a goalie. It's a goalie who could possibly steal Buffalo games. So I think Capo is the number one guy that I'm getting on my active roster that I can give to you right now. Now, Capo is also making, you know, $700,000 against the cap and is extremely an affordable goaltender. So that doesn't help the Wilds cap problem, but it does still give the Buffalo Sabres a legit goalie prospect. That you, If you can figure out your goalie first then build things around, you're going to be fine if you're Buffalo. Second on the cap problem for the Wild, let's be real that Zach Parise is going to be off this roster next year. Now, it's $7.5 million dollars. And I'm not. I'm going to assume that not all that seven and a half is going to be completely wiped off your books for the next four to five years because you're going to have to either eat some of that money. There's money that's deferred. It, it's not as as clean as a uh, as a, as a sweep of seven and a half million dollars for the next four seasons. But some of that money will be reduced because I just I don't see any situation where Zach Parise is on this roster next season. So that but if does you, but, open if, but if you're up. going to include him in this trade, then like they yep. would view that as a they favor would, that they're doing you. Right. So the the yep. clearing Parisi, th- this is a that's a secondary piece to land Eichel. I don't I don't think Parisi is part of the trade that goes to Buffalo, but Parisi's contract coming off to some degree does open up more cap flex uh, flexibility. And if I'm the Wild, I give up at least two. Fir- you have three first round draft picks over the next two drafts. I give up at least two of those first round picks, and I give up Matthew Boldy or Marco Rossi. Which one do you want? Wow. Which one do you wow. want? And I get wow. Jack Eichel. Rossi, I think. Reckless speculation. And they, they actually might, in a trade, ask for both of them. They I could. probably would. But, Phil, this, so, Phil, this is the, the parallel, the baseball parallel to this, to me, very much is this is a this is an ace pitcher with great stuff, and, like, he has a chance to be a true ace, uh, but the team's not there, and the team has has floundered. So consider this to, to be if the Twins were trying to get a young true ace, who, by the way, if you get him, has a lot of time left. 
you know. The other thing you have to consider, too, um, when it comes to trading either Boldy or Rossi is, okay, like you could trade those guys for Eichel and maybe it's an immediate jolt, but is it possible that over the next three years that you'd rather have the young guys emerging in with this roster? Are you are you rushing the process almost like the Timberwolves did with that one pop-up year under Tom Thibodeau? Like, oh, you can get Jimmy Butler right now, but would you rather have Zach Levine for the next five years, even though he's not ready yet, right? And that was the decision they made, and it made them better, but they didn't win a championship, and now obviously you'd rather still have Zach Levine uh, I think you're. I mean, you're good now at that position with Anthony Edwards, but that's the decision you have to make. I mean, are you? If you made this trade, would it make you an immediate Stanley Cup contender in 2021-22? Or I guess I should say, would it allow you to go back to back? Because we know they're going to make. A oh, because they're going to win the one couple of months <laughs> yeah. this season. Um, yeah, you know what? I am personally really curious to see what Rossi looks like here. If you put him with Kaprizov. Um, and the Eichel thing, there, there's just enough red flags that I've heard that personally scare me. Now, per- perhaps, as I said, perhaps it's Buffalo, perhaps it's the team, perhaps it's not him. Um, but as a guy who saw and Dex did too, this locker room be absolutely what I felt was poison for a long time, you know, excuses and it's not my fault and, and just a lot of, a lot of stuff that didn't really give you a good feeling about this team off the ice for its preparation on it, I would really hate to make a mistake here and be like, well, this guy's really good, but he's a pain in the ass. Like, I mean, I can't articulate enough right now how, and we're not in there consistently, but how good I feel this room is and this team is and why why they're successful. Um, and if you're going to mess with that, you better make damn sure you're right. Because, again, come back to the most important part. This is not fantasy sports. This is not, uh, I drafted Jack Eichel for my team. It's going to be great. He's going to score a bunch of goals. This is a human being that's going to walk into a room with a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who who have done a really good job of turning around a culture and environment that took a long time to turn around. Well, if, you're, if, if you feel good enough and strong enough about your culture and your coach and GM who are willing to, and I'll, I'll read you a sad anecdote about Parisi too here, but... You know they had the they had the watermelons and the grapefruits to do what they've done with Zach Parisi this year, which is not an easy thing to do to that room. I mean, that had a chance to backfire. It didn't, and they're still playing well despite awkwardly moving Parisi out of this sort of centerpiece role and into a role where he's being scratched. Um, if you feel good enough about your culture, I think you can insert guys, and and the, and it's more likely that they will become part of your culture as opposed to sucking the life out of it. Uh, also from The Athletic and Mike Russo, Zach Parisi's situation warrants paying attention to. Tuesday morning, late into the Wilds' hour-long practice and before the team departed for St. Louis for the final two regular season games, the Wild were practicing their two power play units on both ends of the rink inside the X. In the neutral zone, skating alone in a red jersey was Zach Parisi, the Wilds' all-time leader in power play goals, somebody who scored 12 during last year's shortened season, and it's 10 from being the all-time leading power play goal scorer for Minnesota-born players ever had nowhere to be. The sad sight perfectly encapsulated what's been going on with Parisi, not only lately, but all season. It's kind of amazing. Um, It's it's over. You know, 
You know what, though? Here's the thing about this, okay? let's Now, he's really good, and he works his ass off on the ice, and he has for a long time. And I still say July 4th, 2012 is the greatest free agency day in the history of sports in this town. I say all of those things, but I will preface that, um, or I preface that by saying that this is, this whole thing that this was not going to be received well, personally, I think is laughable. Zach Parisi was part of, again, I mean, this is the important thing about sports. He, he was part of, Phil, a culture that for a long time was not good. I mean, it's why it's why for, what, Dex, a year or two, if not, yeah, I think two years, we would come back and t- talk about Marcus Foligno is basically captain. Like, he's the one who falls on the sword when things don't go well. He's the one. So this notion that Parisi's teammates were going to see Zach um, scratched for, by the way, an incredibly selfish move. Like you could tell me, I was trying to get him an empty net goal. Come on. Yeah. Um, that his teammates were going to rebel and his teammates were going to look at Dean and Bill and say, and I mean, uh, Bill Guerin has been around the block. I could tell you right now, if Bill Guerin and Zach Parisi walk into that room, it's Bill Guerin is not dealing from a position of weakness. Um, and, and, but I mean, this is what, so, as mean as this sounds, I love what they're doing because this is what I begged for. For how long, Phil? For like our entire show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like this is what I began to beg. Well, for. but I mean, but he didn't beg for him to be like. I mean, he was a no, good player. No who was, uh, accountability, though. Yeah, accountability across yeah. the board. And if you're good enough to play, awesome. You should play a ton. And if you're not, you shouldn't. And if you overextend a shift for whatever reason, and you're Zach Parisi who slowed down, you should be scratched. And he was. No, I'm. I'm not picking on him. I'm saying the environment they've created was is never going to push cause this imaginary pushback that we seem to be like re- reading about now, where it might have backfired. This was the greatest move they could have made to make an example of a guy whose play has declined. No question about it. What do you what do you make of this this little short sentence paragraph in Russo's story? Uh, Parisi doesn't want to be a distraction heading into the playoffs, but this is clearly a trying time for him as he's gone nine straight games without a point and is one goal from two hundred with Minnesota. <coughs> Parisi declined comment on Tuesday, but it's believed his agent has been in contact with Garen, and a sit down was being arranged between Parisi and Coach Dean Evison in St. Louis. So. All right, a couple things here, and I, I'm just this is just me, just a little reckless speculation among friends here. Okay, this is just <laughs> reckless speculation. If you don't want to be a distraction, why are you trying to arrange a sit down with the coach on the eve of the playoffs? <laughs> yes, uh, because you are upset and you don't care if you're a distraction. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I mean that's personally, I don't find your statement. Reckless. I find it to be on point, and it's part of the problem with a lot of the old guard here, most of which is now gone. Also, uh, isn't it kind of weird that if you're – again, this is just – I'll just say it. Go ahead. If you're that great of a leader and if you're that great of a guy in the room and, you know, you're, and you're a pro, right, why does your agent need to get involved on any level with two games left in the regular season? Well, and you're, why don't you just go have man-to-man conversations with Garen and Evison? Why does an agent need to be involved at all at this stage? At all? That's an off-season thing, right? The the only reason why would be if the person is basically trying to lay the potential groundwork to get out. But this, but, but you don't do that now. Point. But that all comes back to your point. Um, yeah, but they probably are. They're probably 
They're probably saying, before the trade deadline. Absolutely, get your agent involved. Let's get out right, of here. Right. No, but I'm trade saying, deadline's passed. No, this is a July conversation. Right. But your but your point your point is the why, and my point is the why is to basically say what's going on here. Why is my guy? Not, I mean, he's being he's not playing, and he's a healthy scratch, and it's not discipline. He's being scratched because they don't deem him to be one of their top twelve guys. Is like, there a case that's that, crystal clear? Is there a case to be made? And I I sort of tiptoed around this question last week. And, and just to put yourself in Zach's skates here for a second, okay? Listen, I know that I'm not the same player that I was five or ten years ago. I know that my my speed has eroded. Uh, I'm not going to be like a 17 minutes on the ice guy. Like I totally get all those things. I'm not a top six forward. I'll even give you all of that. And maybe I'm not even power play one line guy, okay? But guys, I have a ton of experience. I've played in playoff games up and down through my, throughout my career. And I have I am a proven commodity on the power play unit. So put me on power play two and find me 11, 12 minutes with the third or fourth line in the playoffs because I have experience. If that's the conversation he wants to have with Dean Evison, does he have a point going into the playoffs? Zero point. One, if you play the abs, he's not quick enough to keep up. Two is he's being scratched. I'm not putting you on power play, too. I'm scratching you. I didn't demote you to the third line or the fourth line. I did that before. I'm scratching you because I don't think you're good enough to play the speed of the game that we're playing. Um, but, but all of this to me, all the stuff that you just ran through, Phil, and that you read, all of this to me, is exactly why this notion that the locker room was going to be upset about how Zach is being treated is ridiculous. Like, think about that. Hockey is the ultimate team game. It's weird, but it is. It's the mm-hmm. ultimate we, 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 we always put on a brave face. The boys, are you? Yep, the boys, the boys yep. right? Think about if you were a hockey player and to what you said, eve of the playoffs. Playoffs are around the corner. I think they're going to start for the Wild on Sunday, okay? And you've got a veteran teammate who who thinks of himself as a leader, who thinks of himself as a guy, and was once probably the guy. And he's doing all the things that you just said. The playoffs are around the corner. His agent's going to go meet with the coach and the GM right now. He's going to be and and that you're telling me that you would push back for him? No, you wouldn't. You'd roll your eyes and be like, "Dude, you're not playing." Your time has passed. I'm yeah. sorry. The agent thing is weird, unless it was phrased like in an odd way in this article. Why is there an agent at all involved in anything right but, now? Just, and what's the <laughs> but, but what's but what's the meeting like? If it's just Zach and Dean, I understand if Dean's just going to tell him, "Hey, look, just to say it again," because I'm sure he yeah. said it once, "We're not playing you because X, Y, and Z." Uh, uh, and like a, a meeting being arranged is the way. And Russo is as plugged in and also as yeah. plugged in with Zach Preezy. That's interesting phrasing. A meeting is being arranged it would would suggest to me that there's not there's just not like an open line of communication between Zach Parisi and Dean Evison. They, they can't can't they just be on the phone last night and talk? How, like how about this? Zach has the answers and he doesn't like them. So he's trying to get them again and again and again until he hopes that he gets back in. Uh but this but this is why I just the old wild guard that dro- drives me and drove me crazy. Uh, you're about to start the playoffs. Focus on the playoffs. And you know what? If you w- want to sit by me in the press box and eat popcorn, that's awesome, too. Let's talk some puck up there, Zach. But <laughs> sure, if this. you're not playing, you're just not playing. Yeah. So anyway, but I I mm. love where this team has gone from that standpoint. And, and this is a good move. 
I do don't want to screw it up. Do it. Yeah. Make it happen, Billy. Friend of the show. Make it happen. I'm guessing you guys will dive even deeper into this. Uh, Judd's hockey show is in full effect on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed and also on the Score North YouTube channel. So a little, little day early reckless speculation for you guys. We're going to take a deep breath, pound a couple shots of uh, playoff yag, and uh. fire up some write-that-down predictions and an accountability session. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah, welcome in to the most dynamic and career-risking segment in sports talk in America. This is Write That Down. You might think, boy, you guys all right, you guys get paid to deliver sports takes, opinions. Wouldn't you want to sort of just brush aside when you're wrong? Nah. Nah. Not on this show. Not on Write That Down. Not this game. Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily. No, we highlight Not and tonight. celebrate our failures, our vast failures on this show. We might, we might play oh. them ten times. They'll beat us nine, but not this game. Not no, might, we might play them 15 times. They yeah. beat us 14, but yeah. not tonight. Not tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get knocked down. We dust ourselves off. Keep or you lose forward. all 15. Or we lose all 14. Yeah. <laughs> you just might lose all 15, too. Yeah. But what the hell? So uh, we'll dive in here. Write that down, predictions. We'll explain. If you're new, we'll explain it. But uh, it's presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping business owners with peace of mind and risk management resources for over 100 years. Based in Owatonna, they are one of us. They are uniquely Minnesotan. They are also uh, they are fellow Minnesota sports fans out there. I can tell you there's actually a lot of former college athletes that now work at Federated. they got a nice little pipeline. So uh, if you are a business owner in the state of Minnesota and you're just looking to sleep better at night because you know that you've got risk management protection, Federated is the place for you. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys, here's how this works. Write that down. Every single Wednesday, three predictions from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to be part of the show, you can just send a DM to me at Phil Mackey or at Dex's Tweets or at the underscore Dexter on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, you can you can be part of the, the action here. We're going to get our guy Brady in to make his predictions as a guest listener today. Also, every Wednesday on Purple Daily, football-centric. Write that down. So we got you covered on both shows. Write it down. You like writing things down. And I will say, Judd Zolgad has had really a Mike Trout-like just stranglehold on the MVP award, the batting average, everything. He ran away with the batting average title last year. Uh, he has been hovering around 500, and he's kind of settled in around that Ted Williams mark, 400 for the season, and we've just been trying to catch him. That's been the season so far. I like how this sounds. I feel like uh, well, you set me up for fall. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was it was it was tight last week. You know, the batting average all sort of sort yeah. of tightened up. They did tighten up, yeah. 
So we'll start with the accountability session for Judd here. Only one thing came off the board. Oh, okay. For you, okay. You said the New York Jets will keep the second overall pick. I, some of these I missed last week because there was just so many things. Uh, the Jets will keep the second overall pick, and they will draft Justin Fields. So you got half that right. It's not, it's not good enough, and write that down. Nope. When, you, when it comes to parlays, you got to get everything right. Exactly. And you got the Fields part wrong. Ooh, a lot of green there for uh, old Macadac here. Let's start with the red. I said Byron Buxton will avoid the injured list until at least June 1st. I mean, I mean, I wasn't even asking for much. Didn't June these, all, first? I mean, didn't come these on, all come off the board, the green ones, in the same night? Uh, yeah, all three. It's, it's one of the greatest nights in the history of Write That Down. All three of these next ones came off the board within like 10 hours of each other. It's like a three-home run game. Yeah. Yeah, this is this oh, is definitely God. historic stuff. You guys are witnessing history and greatness right here. Oh, you know, people are going to talk about this performance for decades as as the iconic yeah. prediction performance in sports talking head history. I told you guys, Kirill the Thrill would score a goal against Vegas on Wednesday night last week. This all came off the board Wednesday night. He's basically, I think he scored in like seven straight games against Vegas now, which is amazing. I told you guys Brandon Waddell will be optioned or DFA'd before the first pitch against the Rangers on May 5th. That was a bunt single. And then I told you Anthony Edwards will have at least one more 40-point game before the NBA season is over, and he did last Wednesday night. So there you have it. Now, thought about that one as maybe a home run, but, I mean, he's been putting up 25-30 on a pretty regular basis, yeah. so 40 wasn't that much of a stretch. And I think if you had given us – I think if you had said that night, then it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, or if I had said 50, which he yeah, has 50 would have been, obviously. 50. Yeah. Oh, 50, yeah. 50 would be. But, I mean, if, if you called your shot and write that down and got it that night for a 40-point game, that might be a home run. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so uh, let me ask you guys, what was it like witnessing greatness before your eyes here? Three predictions. I completely time. forgot, but Dex to- told me. <laughs> yeah. Dex is like, I think Phil got three right tonight. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh real, Oh, we're, good. We were at the wild game within like seconds after the Caprice off goal. I just turned around, oh, God dang it. Phil got all three of these right. <laughs> it, was like, that was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the fact Kirill scored. It was like, oh, dang, I, that, dang it. Phil just got all three of these right. That Full disclosure, like, we, did, we did mock the Waddell news. We did. Like, we, we mocked did. you we for that. We did mock you for that. Well, I mean, I mocked it when I predicted it. I said, I just literally want to make sure that this – I think the episode even came out after the news did, but the recording was cataloged (laughs) beforehand. Yeah, I have similar predictions for Purple Daily today. So, yeah, it'll be the same thing. All right, listeners had a bunch of stuff come off the board here. I need a little bit of a ruling on this first one. My gut says Garrett was right. So last week, AEW, which is essentially the main competition to WWE, it's on TNT every week. It's a more edgy version of wrestling. Yeah. And uh, at AEW's Blood and Guts, which was a double ring cage match between two factions, it was bloody. There's guys getting stabbed with forks. It was just it was amazing. Okay. MJF will defeat yeah. Chris Jericho. Yep. So... Here's what happened, okay? Yeah. MJF's team defeated Chris Jericho's team, and yes. so we're counting it. Now, the actual ending of the match, Judd, MJF was threatening to throw Chris Jericho off of this 20-foot cage, and one of Chris Jericho's teammates threw the white flag in to try and save his friend. We will, no, we forfeit the match, we, we, or we concede the match, don't throw him out the cage. 
And so uh, it was another guy that wound up tapping out. But then MJF threw Chris Jericho off the cage anyways because, you know, why wouldn't you? But MJF's team beat Chris Jericho's team, and so therefore... That counts. You, get, you guys good with this? Yeah, okay. that counts. Right. Yeah. No gonna have, yeah. I don't think Judd's going to have a lot to say about that. Yeah. We should have Judd watch Blood and Guts and give yeah. us his review. We're gonna get I, don't, the, the... I, don't like, I don't like violence. I'm very yes, you do. I'm peaceful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you <laughs> love violence. I know. I know. All right, J- Jacob said, in the next N- uh, NFL draft, which was this last draft, the Vikings will make a trade in the first round, and then with one of their first two picks, they will draft a lineman, either offensive or defensive. That's correct. Not a home run? When did he no, make I this mean, prediction? Do we know? Do you, just off the top uh, of he made it like late in the season last okay. year. All right. I mean, he's saying that uh, they're going to yeah, make the a fact trade. He, the I f- guess the fact he also didn't specify offense. If he would have did yep. offensive line or defensive line, I think it would have yeah. been. But I guess he kind of mm-hmm. hedged a little bit on the two sides. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I'm still yeah. looking for the listeners. They don't That's look fine. out for me. I look out for them. It's fine. Yep. Just making sure. Well, 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 you root against everyone. So why yes. would anyone look out for you? That's correct. One man band, baby. <laughs> Declan, problem with listeners? Never. Yeah. One man band. Yeah. All right. Easy Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Okay. Woodbury Larry predicted the Twins <laughs> will not have a starting pitcher and will have, well, I'm sorry. The Twins will not have a starting pitcher complete a game and yeah. they will not even have a pitcher pitch into the eighth inning. Jay Hat, baby. Yeah. Pitched seven and a third like three weeks ago. Some of these are coming off the board late just because there's so many. Uh, Tony had a parlay. He said the Wolves will finish top six in the West and Cat will get top five MVP voting. And then John T. had the Wolves making the playoffs this year, plus Jarrett Culver or Oof. Beasley as most improved player. They're Culver. too injured. Big swing. Not going to happen. All right, Declan had a couple things come off the board. So not a bloodbath, but not a good week. You said MNUFC will not lose on Saturday to Colorado, will mm-hmm. they? They had a lead, right? Weren't they, they up two nil at I, one point I, and blew two it? Nothing, I think, after halftime, and they blew it's it. Been a been a yeah. rough start of the season. Yeah. Me and Emma and the pitch. Yeah, we go great together. Yeah, uh, the Twins will win their next two series against Kansas City and Texas. They beat Kansas City, but then they lost to Texas. So here are the updated batting averages, and oh, look at who's in second place now. Interesting. Oh, wow. Judd with a three eighty six average, oh. slipping a little bit with one home run. Phil Mackey, that would be me, up to three forty two on the year and jumping to second place with one home run. Declan Goff at three forty with two home runs and listeners at three oh five with two home runs. So everyone over three oh five and within eighty one points of each other on the season. <sighs> Career stats, we've tracked them since the beginning of 2018. Judd with 157 hits, 9 home runs. I have 125 hits and 11 home runs. Listeners, 106 hits, 11 home runs. And Declan with 47 hits and 4 home runs. All right, boys, let's get our guy in here, Brady. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. Brady, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining Write That Down. What's your strategy today, sir? Well, I think we have two that might you might consider buns, but I think we have... One that'll be a home run. So, got to do a little bit of both, best of both worlds. Here for it. Here like for it. it. Little little Williams asked to do. Never you never know if he's going to hit a dribbler down the line or go four hundred feet <laughs> down the left field line. Uh, Judd will take any of those things because he loves Williams asked to do. Oh, Williams was great last night on was second great. base in a close game, and uh, Andleton Simmons hits a line drive up the middle, and Williams is like. Williams is closer to the bag than the shortstop is on his leadoff and still can't figure out that that ball is up the middle. Goes back to second base, doesn't score on it. And uh, I know Jeb was pounding some 
adult beverages after that happened. Anyhow, Anywho. we'll start with Brady. We'll go to Judd, Declan, back to me. Lead us off, Brady. All right. Well, I know you guys heard the Tim Tebow news, so I have to go there first. Um, Tim Tebow will catch less than five passes in the 2021-2022 season. Do you think he'll throw any passes? <laughs> off the record. Ooh. Off the record. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he'll throw twice off the record. All right. Okay, so just we'll, just we'll keep that off the record. That's a nice pick too. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Even if he doesn't make the fifty-three, this this prediction still comes true. Yep, it's a good, it's a good one there. I like it. Mm. Smart thinking, smart. I like it. Am I right, next? Jeff. Yes, sir. Dean Evason will be a finalist, a finalist for the Jack Adams Award as the Coach of the Year in the National Hockey League. Yep. There are three finalists. He will be one of the three. I don't know if he'll yep. win it, but I think he definitely gets into that three-person mix. Yep. Not a bunt single, but a nice seeing eye single down, you know, nice pull single down the line. I like that. I like it. It's a flare. Yeah. It's a flare. Uh, my first, I'll go with the Twins one here. The Twins will not blow a save between now and next week's Write That Down. The Twins will not <laughs> blow a save between now and next week's Write That Down. Just fill the well, same when you're, when you're when you're trailing late in the game all the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Save, right? So it's, it's great. No, but also, but like saves are tricky. Like you can blow a save and like not a nor like. It's, it's a yeah, weird it's statistic. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Like this isn't a complete. This is a, here. This is a yeah, tricky think, scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they could blow one in the seventh or something. Yeah. Tyler Duffy could blow one in the seventh, and then yeah. they could still play the rest of the game out. Write that down. All right, write this down. I'm swinging for the fences here. I got my batting average back to where it needs to be. Now it's all about hockey. It's all about <laughs> capitalizing here on some home run opportunities. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Uh, oh, front hat. The phone oh, booth here. Cap. Oh, okay. Go, actually, yeah, the front, front way's hat you, is good. You're, okay, you're we're Griffey, gonna... and now you're Joe Maurer. Okay, got it. Now I'm a Myr- Myrtle Beach Pelicans hat here. Uh, <laughs> I love random minor league hats. So I'm I'm the Hockey Whisperer has made an appearance oh, here, here boys. Is. Okay, here we go. The hockey Whisperer. Write this down. In the first playoff game for the Wild, Dalla Dalla Bill Kirill will score at least two goals in the first playoff game for the Wild. At least two goals, mm-hmm. maybe a hat trick, maybe a hat trick. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But, what, but hockey whisper okay, senses okay. that the but bright lights are only to... going to empower Kirill to do what he was born to do, which is score goals mm-hmm. in big spot clutch situations. Okay. So I don't know who they're going to play yet. Has that been mathematically decided? I don't no, think so yet. We still have not. No, we we really won't know until probably Thursday. So uh, whoever it is. Beware, you're going to have to score at Light least three goals watch. to beat Kirill. Dollar, dollar bill. Two goals or more. Write that down. All right, back to Brady. Back to me? Yep. All right, T-Wolves will lose their lottery, the lottery, but will still acquire a first-round pick somehow. Oh. See that? Okay. okay. Still. Can get there. Maybe they can dump Ricky Rubio for a first-round pick. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't trade happen. anything for Rubio, so <laughs> probably not going to happen. Yeah, he's, he's been great in the room. You Come on, Judd. Phil. You great Judd. in the room. Yeah. You know, here's yeah. here's the best part. Now that him and Anthony Edwards have built a relationship, you know, they can text each other when Rubio is playing for like the Hornets or something, right? They can text from Rubio's house too. Yeah, be great. He doesn't have to be on the team. <laughs> Rubio, Astadio, Parisi. I, I got some guys like Jason. I mean, Astadio is still hitting three hundred, so I don't know. Yeah, if I don't know what you're talking about. Category, right? Yeah. Hater. Casting shit. I, I, yeah, you're now you're fat shaming. Yeah. Now you're just fat shaming. Well, yeah, you guess guess what? I'm fat these days, okay? 
You can fat shame if you're fat. You could do Stop. that if, if that's you. Well, it's kind of funny that Judd's two least favorite twins are the two fattest twins. Yeah, we also know and Williams Estadio. Yeah, yeah, just lashing out at all the. Fat oh no, people. I can't stand JK playing too. He's gained a little weight. He's got a little, a tough little, emo, little belly there. Stressful season for him. Little belly. All, all right, right, back back to Judd. In light of uh, Declan Goff's first, write that down. I am going to counter it because. <laughs> The house is on fire, man. The Twins' bullpen will blow a save before we do write that down again. The Twins' bullpen will blow a save because Declan's right, technically, in the box score. Like, like you it's, can come in in the seventh and blow a save. Yeah, it's, it's very complicated. There will be a BS by someone. There should be a BS <laughs> by somebody's name in the pitching line before we get to next Wednesday. Okay. Hey, I'll give you some drama since there's no drama with the season. And I saw finally... The Athletic this morning finally had a hit piece on the Twins, just saying how garbage they look. They've been they've been keeping it mostly positive there, and even they turned on the Twins. Uh, so here's the drama for you guys, okay? I have a prediction that says Alex Colome, b- between like whenever I made the prediction and the end yeah. of May, will string together at least four straight scoreless appearances. He's got three on the down low, three straight scoreless. Now he's given up a lot of line drive outs. But here's your drama. Can Alex Colome come into tonight's game against Chicago and walk that wire for a scoreless inning? That's the drama. It's right. It's, it's turned into write that down drama more than Personally, actual Twins drama. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you nice, just, nice for, for my sake, or yeah, 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 exactly. no, but, yeah, yeah, for your sake, yeah. we're competing here, dude. <laughs> All right, God. All right, back over to Declan. All right, uh, Wild prediction two: the Wild will win Game One of their playoff series. So the Wild will win Game One of their playoff series. Yeah, especially if Kirill scores a couple of, right, right, couple of goals. And it's all about okay. you today. Jeez. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I listen. I climbed up show. to second just, in the batting yeah, it's, Your name's in the show. I just I didn't know was, this was write that down with Bill Mackey mm-hmm. and friends Judd Zolgad and Declan. And, and Don't be salty right. because you're in third place now. Okay? Hey, Miguel Sano gets on a hot streak every once in a while, okay? Like he runs in some fastballs. I get it. It's all good. All, good. <laughs> all right. Some, somebody's cranky today. Yeah, <laughs> he is cranky. He's cranky over there. All right, write this down. Uh, you know, Miguel Sano, I think, I think Miguel Sano is due to run into a couple fastballs. So write this down. Miguel Sano will hit. Is he on the injured list right now? I can never keep track. No, All right. no he's back. Just not playing. That was yeah. an unnecessary shot. <laughs> Sorry. He just didn't right. play. Miguel Sano will hit two home runs or more between now and next week's write that down. The hot streak is coming. All right. Here it comes. Don't blink. Write that down. Might miss All, right. It. All right, Brady, your final prediction. All right. During the 21-22 NFL season, we will have a babyface Kirk, and the game after are the first game with a babyface Kirk they'll, they will lose. Wait, so say it say again? again. So if he shaves, he'll first day, game after he shaves, and we get a babyface Kirk, they will lose that game. After Kirk Cousins shaves his beard. So what if he's got if he's got a baby face for week one? So you're saying they'll lose the first game that he has no beard? Yes. Lose okay. the first game. Do, do, do you do you have analytics to back this up? Well, I just think every time he shaves his face, we lose. I swear. <laughs> we I need someone to do a deep that. dive into this. I Here's love our stats department. I love that prediction. <laughs> that might be the most creative write that down we've ever had. Tweet. I like it. I like it. Uh, Brady, this has been great. You've done a great job with your predictions. Now that you have this life-changing platform here, uh, is there anyone in your, in your life you'd like to thank that got you to this moment? Well, I just have to say I thank Judd because I loved all my Minnesota sports teams until I listened to him hate on all of them. So 
<laughs> have a new perspective, so I guess I better get on. Yeah. Hey, when you've been See, through the wars sports like, dad. like Judd has. <laughs> yeah, That's why I'm sports dad. I, you know what? I I celebrate where where it's it's on point. Unfortunately, it's often not on point to celebrate. Yeah. I get it. All right, Brady. Good stuff, man. We'll get you on again sometime. Take some more swings. Thanks, guys. See you, dude. See ya. All right, back over to Sports Dad, Judge. Write that down. All right, Judge. I feel bad. I stole his. I feel like I stole yeah, you, his youth away. From, well, I mean, you, you kind of suck the. You kind of suck the Minnesota sports soul out a lot. Like I, I am now. I'm slowly morphing into you. It, it happens. Like I think you should. Don't take Minnesota sports do, do that though. Like, like I don't think it's me. I think it's it's you the know accumulation no, of the teams. That's but that's sports dad. You're teaching a lesson, right? Of, but of I'm Minnesota just saying, sports. like when the twins, when the twins finagle a way to lose 18 consecutive playoff games, I don't think that's a Judd thing. I think that's a oh my god, they've lost 18 consecutive playoff games. It's impossible yeah. to lose. I know. Um, why are you like? Why are you being so negative? Why have they not won a playoff game since like, <laughs> like seniors in high school are graduating school this month? I was they've never seen. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. Why are you being so negative? They literally haven't scored five runs in a playoff game since <laughs> yeah. 2004. Yeah. Screw them. It's yeah. a, yes, it's impossible to lose. I mean, I think it is. I think it's damn near impossible to lose 18 consecutive baseball games. Um, all right, my last write that down. The Twins will deal Nelson Cruz before the trade deadline July 30th. Nelson Cruz will be among those traded by the Twins before oh, July the 30th. Oh, I got a similar one. I do too, actually. Write that down. See all right, well, this is, right. this is a home run. Swing right here, in my opinion. Um, in lieu of, of of Judd's Nelson Cruz trade deadline, Josh Donaldson will be traded by the MLB mm. trade deadline. Wow. Josh, that's Donaldson, definitely a home run. That's a ding. yeah, th- yeah. That's I mean, a home run because a lot of I don't, money. The Twins would have to agree to eat part of that contract. Yeah, which he's gonna. I, I think they they'd rather ride him out as a yep. broken down old guy than eat some of that contract. Uh, I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna go if he's gonna be moved by the trade deadline. No, it's a home run. All right, I'll make it a trio of trade deadline predictions here. These three guys will be traded by the trade deadline. Nelson Cruz, Michael Pineda, J-Hap. Write it down. Okay. Maybe more. Wow. But those three guys. And we'll get into this more tomorrow with Doogie on Reckless Speculation Thursday. But Joel Sherman has a report speculating on those two pitchers to the Yankees. And so Hap, Pineda, and they've both been really good. And Cruz... And and those three guys should land you some decent pieces, but we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. We'll see what happens. Can't I'd believe agree. we're already talking about selling. What we're not even we're two weeks into May. We're sitting here and eh. speculating on selling. Did you watch last night? Yeah, I can. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah, total disaster. What was no the, life? Total system. There's failure. no life. There's no chemistry. What was it's, the Kyle Garlick dive in right field where he dove and started like rolling like a kid going down a hill? And then Polanco went to pick up the ball and fell. It it looked, I'm not joking, like Bad News Bears. Yeah. yeah. That's our team. That's the team. That's where we're at right now. So I'm, going, also, I'm a White yeah. Sox fan now. Fire I'm, a White Sox. I'm a White Sox fan We're going to win. Twins. I'm we're a White gonna, Sox. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll tell you. All right. We're going to die. They, they don't deserve our attention today. But Dennis Kirk does. And our Twins discussions here <laughs> on Mackie and Judd are powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk. If you like to ride, uh, riding season is upon us. The weather is breaking in the state of Minnesota. And so whether you ride a Harley, a cruiser, a sport bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. 
Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over $89. DennisKirk.com, everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. And that's Talking Twins on Mackie and Judd today. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, like, it sucks because we, we were excited. We're going to be the home for daily twin Talking Twins, Mackie and Judd, break these games down like they're football games. Are you guys bleeping kidding me? You can't even be interesting until the middle of May. And here we sit. Uh, you know what is interesting? Judd is a homeowner. Yeah. Judd, can you explain All your right. tweet from yesterday? What What happened? Okay, so I've all, Don and I moved into this house uh, 20 years back, 21 years back now, so May of 2000. So I knew, I've known for a long time that I, God did not intend me to buy a home. I, I went against God's <laughs> wishes the day that I bought this house and Where it's a you, nice house did you guys have an apartment before yeah. this yeah we lived in an apartment st louis park from 92 to 96 and then eden prairie apartment which which uh, was too far away from the city but it was that was 96 to 2000 but i mean i was i should have been a condo guy like it's fine to buy i'm not i'm not saying that you shouldn't buy you should buy um well, just for the tax purposes yeah. but yeah but i should have bought a condo so i've known for 21 years that god did not put me on this earth to own a home but i've gone against it and i've owned a home but yesterday was the ultimate embarrassment and it was so bad that i decided i had to tweet it so last summer late last summer i was mowing the lawn and we've had a lawnmower just a you know a push um gas powered one for probably six years five six years i'm mowing the lawn and i i noticed the it's not running really it's like sort of slow but like at first i i was like well I just must be paranoid about it. It's probably fine because it kept going. And then halfway through, it just stopped. And I'm like, oh, okay. But it was late summer. And so I'm like, I'm going to put it in the garage and worry about this next spring because I don't really care that much. So yesterday, I get home from from doing the pods and um, I take it to my local hardware store because I like to go local. And they, of course, (laughs) will look at the mower and at first the guy's like well it'll, it'll take it'll take four days but you know if if we can fix it we'll fix it and i said oh, okay cool just call me so the guy calls me like two hours after i dropped it off and i'm like <laughs> he's like this is so-and-so from jerry's hardware and here's the problem he said because the oil has not been replaced in the mower your your like dipstick thing is completely empty and furthermore he he said the reason why it's hard to, to yank the cord to start it is because things have basically started to melt together because <laughs> the oil wasn't replaced. But here's what I tweeted and I didn't want to say. And I'm not joking. Like, this is not a bit. I didn't know it required oil. <laughs> I never replaced it because I didn't know when, it required when, when did oil. You, when did you buy this lawnmower? Probably again? five or six years ago. It was a nice mower. I mean, it was <laughs> oh probably. Oh, God. I never. How much, put was, how much did it cost? How much did it at cost? the time? Probably two fifty. Oof. Okay. Probably two fifty. I, I priced it now. I priced it now. It's probably like three. Uh, but so yeah. So when you I when you got this know. lawnmower, did you not read the instructions? Because there's some there's electric lawnmowers too, which you could you could did go you, with. Did you say did I read the instructions? No, I threw them away as quick as possible. So wait. So you bought a two hundred fifty pound yeah. grass killing machine. And yeah, didn't think to just like buzz two hundred fifty dollar. No hell no! I throw instructions away. <laughs> Dawn, I think. <laughs> Dawn, I think assembled what um, the, the small amount of assembly, 
And for the last five or six years, I mowed. Groundskeeper. That's so me. Don. Don put the blade on the mower. No, I don't think. I think it came. I think we got it at. Uh, I think we got it at a box store, and I think it had the blade in. But I'm sure there was some, you assembly. know, stuff required. Some required. Yeah, just to just to yeah, start it up and for the first for time. Sure. The handle, exactly. So she does that because she's good at that stuff. But like, I never thought it needed. Like, I never identified with. Oh, oh it needs oil <laughs> oh and gas. God. Now, now in the so more, did you, what, what did you do when 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 the hardware store guy calls you back and says, "Oh, it's a super basic, like sort of well, idiot problem here." Yeah. Did you did you say to him, "Oh, I didn't know that it required no, oil," no. or did you play it off? How did you play it off to him? I said so. He said. He said, here's your problem. It's melting or something like that. He said, it's not worth fixing. Like, it's going to cost too much. So, so Get a new mower. you know, just buy a different mower. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then he's like, um, what do you want us to do? You know, do you want to come in? And, and I'm like, I'll call you back. Because I had to think about this, that I had ruined this mower. So Don't call, don't call him back. I did just call him back. Him. I Let did not no. deal with the broken call, mower. I called them back. It was a $40 charge just to look at, you know, to do the mm-hmm. service examination. So funny. I called I called them back and I said, yeah, I said, um, yeah, I'm going to get a different mower. Can you uh, dispose of, of that? And the guy's like, yep, no problem. And I said, is that going to cost me to dispose? He's like, nope. I'm like, okay, just keep it by. And that oh. was it. So they're going to dispose of it. Um, but anyway, long story short. Now, when I was a kid growing up, I, I mowed our lawn. And at that time. I want to say that you mixed oil and the yes. gas, or there there was a mix in snowblowers. Um, there's a mix. Okay, in, in snowblowers, there's, no, there's a mix. This mower had no mix, so I just assumed if the gas was full, it was good to go. Mm-hmm. Again, I did not realize. Like nobody told me there's an oil component here. I to this day have no idea where the oil was supposed to go. I'm gonna guess that they probably had directions that told yeah, you this buddy. when you when you bought the boat. This is amazing. Yeah. So why do you guys God. still even have like? Can't you just can't you just sell the house? Just take the L. Just go get it. Well, a- first of all, it wouldn't be an L because I think that that we could probably get a, a lot because yeah, the market right now is crazy. But I got a lot of stuff here that I didn't have, <laughs> you to, have get to get rid move of. And pack I mean, look up. behind me. I got all this stuff. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want to move and pack. I don't want to move become and pack. A, become, and, become a minimalist. I've thrown away like 75% of the stuff that I own through the last three moves. The, it's great. It's very liberating. Yeah. The only the only way that I would have any interest in selling my, my house is if I didn't have to – if I could walk out of my house and not do a thing, not fix it up, not replace anything, nothing. If I could just walk away from it, I probably would. Mm-hmm. But if I have to do stuff and fix stuff and yeah. and get it presented for sale, I'm here till I die. Amazing. I, I, I have amazing. I have the philosophy. And my my sister's a realtor. My dad was a realtor, so I have, I have real estate. My brother is now even in real estate. Uh, I have the philosophy until I meet a woman to concretely concretely ruin my life. I'm not buying any piece of property. Like that's just I, I'm not doing that. I'm I'll be I will be renting and, smart. In, until that day happens. Uh, but Lawn lawn removal or lawn mowing is not something I've ever been able to do. My dad had, God rest his soul, had horrible patience, just some of the worst patience of all time. It's maybe where I get my impatience from as well. But he tried to teach me how to mow a lawn, like mow the lawn once. But he was also like his health was deteriorating by then, and he just gave up really quickly. So I have actually, I'm 28. 
I have never mowed a lawn in my life. What? Never what? Dude, once dude, have what? I ever wait, mowed a lawn. What is, what is, what, I wait, never wait, wait, mowed wait, a lawn I've got, once. I've got questions now. I've got questions now. Why would serious? he have to why would he have to teach you to like there's nothing to teach? You walk right. with the mower and it First yeah, off, it cuts the grass. A few things. Number one, fine motor skills are, have never been Declan's strong suit. Okay, so so assumptions on what could be very easy for a normal person to do is not me. That is, I don't fall into that umbrella. <laughs> you start the mower and, li- and literally just push it. Two, it's like going grocery shopping. My, my dad, instead of was a teacher, he was just one of those people like let me just do it instead of teaching you. The only the, like the, the only thing he did teach me was snow. Like I love snow removal. I'm sick in the head, and I do like removing snow. Like I, I had a snow- with, a, with a shovel or a snowblower. A snowblower preferred. A preferred. Okay, a snowblower. so you so you've used a snowblower. Yes, I've used a snowblower, but but but, you're, but you have no idea how a lawnmower works. Zero idea. Wait, imagine I, using a snowblower, but instead of there being snow on the ground, there's grass. Yeah, I am hiring someone to mow my lawn when I buy a house. That or a <laughs> wife. Wait, or the wife will do but, it. But I'm you make it. Sound, but you make it sound like it's a skill, Declan. I, it's not a skill. No, I'm not doing. Anyone it. can do it. I'm not doing it. I will, like, I will, oh, I will like pay if someone you're to lazy, I appreciate if you're if you are just lazy, then that's cool. But like, there's no there's nothing to learn. Like, like a snowblower is tougher. Listen, right, I, I'm not a man card guy. OK, I turned mine in the day that I saw how to lose a guy in 10 days in the theaters twice. And, and change 18 years ago. Major. OK, yeah. yep. All right. <laughs> so my man card's been gone for a long time. But this conversation has set man cards back a hundred years. <laughs> I don't know if there's any recovering from what's just happened in the last. But I don't 10 want a man card. Show. See, this this is the thing about guys. They're all like, "Your man card's gone." I don't want one. If I have one, it means there's <laughs> expectations. Let's dial down those expectations, boys. Let's dial down those expectations. Like I've always liked this whole thing about or not liked. I've always been interested in this whole thing about genders going back and forth. Like, oh, you're not you're not a real man, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, look, here's the thing. Women, incredibly smart, know a lot of stuff. Take lessons from them. Don't like be like you're man. If you can't change the oil, then you're not a man. Okay, cool. I think there's a line somewhere <laughs> the between way, like empowering women and not knowing that there's oil to be put but in Dawn, a <laughs> but but Dawn right. knows how to fix stuff. Like, like she's better than I no, am. Don knows how to read instructions. instructions man. Yes. Yeah. A big Don's difference. smarter than me. That, that would be that's my amazing. one piece of advice is oh, always marry someone smarter than you. I'll well, tell you what. Easy. Okay. I not, don't, I'm not Mr. Handyman. I did grow up on a seven acre hobby farm and we had, we had a push mower at our house before that, which I learned how to use. And then we had riding lawnmowers, which are even another step up. Those are great. And I love mowing the lawn as a kid. I would literally ask, like, of all the chores that I could potentially have put on my plate, I would ask to mow the lawn because I love popping the headphones on, grab a Discman or a Walkman or whatever. It was just my time to sit outside, get some sun, and listen to some tunes or whatever for, like, an hour or two hours. Oh. It's a little, It's a great time to just reflect. And you'd ride? Uh, well, at the farm because it was right, such a big huge. lot, we would we yeah. would do riding lawnmower. Okay, mm-hmm. that that might be fun. I was going to say because I did, no. I hated. I will. Pay, I, hate I, I will be paying someone in the near future to mow my lawn. It's never oh, happening. I will never. My do lawn that. is my lawn is so small that I don't know that I can justify it. But I would really. I, I mean, if I if you told me tomorrow <laughs> that I can go down the street and find a kid and and that kid will bring his or her mower and mow my lawn i would never go buy one 
Dude, like uh, th- I think tomorrow I have to go buy one. Yeah. But I don't want to do. I don't want to do. I want to be go, done. What's the going rate in St. Louis Park for some teenage kid to mow your lawn now? Here, here's 30, the problem. 30, Forty bucks. Thirty bucks. Really? No. I mean, minimum I, minimum wages. I'd give you, know, you twenty bucks four, for my 15 lawn. Fifteen bucks an hour. My lawn's really small. I'd give you twenty bucks. Twenty tops. bucks. I'd give you twenty bucks. Tops. I don't know, man. They're coming over with their equipment. I Made feel like it, I feel like inflation. I, I think it was twenty bucks twenty years ago, yeah. man. I think it might Already. be more. Hit us up if you're listening to the show still for some reason. I don't want to pay more than 20 bucks for to mow this. It's a very small lawn. I don't want to have to buy a mower. I am considering, and we, we had, had this for the first, like, five to ten years that we lived here. I'm considering old school push because it's so small. Like like the, like from the, just like blade. From the, the 1950s? Just, just a blade. Just a little round thing? Just a blade. I'll come yeah. Over. I'll come over. You can show me. You know, Dex, if you, you would you like to learn to how to mow a lawn, you know what? I think you would enjoy it. I really I do think. What do you mean, like, lawn? L- like, learn how to mow a lawn? There's nothing to learn. I know. You, that's you what I kept turn saying. the mower on and you walk with it. Like, I mean, if that, you can, <laughs> if you know how to I use know. a snow blower, which, by the way, scare me. But if you know how to use one, then it's not a it's not a problem. Snow blowers scare me because you always read about guys that cut off their fingers. Well, that's because they're idiots, and they put their hands near the blade while it's plugged in, or they're yeah, putting but their yeah. fingers I've off never, of the snowblower. No, no. but idiots. it's always scared me. Idiots. What are you putting your arm in the? This was a. Like, what? But it's always scared me. Uh, we call that natural selection. If you get your hand chopped off yeah. by a snowblower, yeah, but I mean, what if you accidentally it. get? I, I don't want to lose it. All right, I type with these puppies. All right, we got we, we got racy. We got an angry racy. Let's let's go. All right, All right. Angry right. thanks for hanging out with us, Mackie and Judge. He's <laughs> incompetent. <laughs> This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.